ever find yourself puzzled or even a little annoyed when your partner seems to be seeking extra attention? Maybe it's a flurry of questions when you walk through the door or those random memes that pop up in your messages. Or maybe they seem to be fishing for a compliment. Well, it might be more than it first seems. These are actually bids of connection, subtle ways our partners reach out for our affection and interaction. In today's episode, we delve into understanding these bids and how responding to them can profoundly impact our relationship's depth and strength. Hey, we're Kim and Rog, and we're here to show couples how to get the best out of their relationship so they can start living their dream life together. We're a West Aussie couple who are living the life of our dreams. We don't entertain the word should, we think about the future as a field of possibilities, and we let joy be our compass. We've taken the simple idea of working as a team and applied it to our marriage, and it's been a game changer, allowing us to work out what truly lights us up in life and to go after it together. From living in snowy Japan to starting our own house flipping business, we've achieved some big dreams. And most importantly, we feel fulfilled and are having the most fun we've ever had. Hear conversations from inspiring couples, thoughts from relationship experts, and tales from our own lives, as we help you to gain the wisdom and skills you'll need to turn your relationship into a real team. These are relationship conversations for real people, by real people. So sit back, get comfy, whatever tickles you pickle, and enjoy living the team life. So I, I brought this one to the table, uh, today's episode, because I think this is something that Kim does quite a lot and I think my response has not always been great and now I've definitely gotten better about it and I think doing some research and reading on the topic, I realised why I'd gotten better at it, so I thought we'd share it with you today and today we're talking about part of our communication toolkit and that's bids of connection which is a John Gottman, Dr John Gottman theory. So of course you've heard Kim and I talk about uh, communication being a skill and relationships being skills that can be learned. Uh, Communication is something people struggle with, in fact it's often the most cited issue in a relationship and the truth is, like all skills, communication can be learned. Um, you can get better at it the more you do it. And the more you do it and the more you practice it and the better you get at it, when really stressful situations arise, which they always seem to do in relationships, is then it becomes more natural, uh, it becomes more automatic to use that skill in a, in a positive way than to maybe uh, go to some old habits and fall into those old fighting styles and those old fighting rhythms that you can have with your partner. Yeah, just jumping on that point, Rog, I think that's such an important one. We need to practice what we're learning in life in any in any skills skill building situation. And one of the reasons, as you say at the end, your third point there, is that w- we can try something new when we're not stressed we can't really do things we haven't practiced when we are stressed because our resources are already maxed out and so our brain will go to that more autonomic part that part that just happens in the background and it will do what it knows best what it's learnt best so once we learn to practice the way we want to live once we start to practice the way we want to live and we get better and better at it, it does become more of an automatic response. And when you do get to those stressful situations, the beauty is that's the response the brain looks for. It looks for what it knows best. So we really do need to practice things so that we can find them in the more stressful times when we really need them. 
Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And, you know, hopefully that gives a lot of couples and a lot of people hope that just because you don't know how to do something doesn't mean that you can't learn it and then master it or at least get really good at it. And yes. especially if you're doing it with your partner, it's something you can practice with them as well. I mean, even you've said at the beginning, this is something you didn't used to do well. And it is a skill that you've built really, really well. And I think it's changed our relationship quite a lot, you building that skill. If I had said to you maybe 10 years ago, I feel like this is missing, it would have been hard for you to hear that perhaps because you were more nervous then that you weren't able to develop the same skills as I had. I think we had, you know, in the first decade of our relationship an assumption that you were either innately one way or another. But what we have definitely learnt and proven over the last decade and this is really what all the relationship researchers suggest as well through their own research findings is it's just skills and anybody can learn them. If you want to put the work in, they are skills that are learnable by anyone. Simple as that. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, one of the first steps is actually the awareness of what the situation or what the problem or what the sign your partner giving you is so you can then implement the skills. So that's what we're going to really talk about today. And then we're going to give you some actual ways you can implement this skill. Uh, But we're talking about bits of connection today. So the bit of connection itself is something that Dr. John Gottman and his wife, Dr. Julie Gottman, in the love lap noticed around a lot of couples. And it was, again, like the four horsemen of the apocalypse and the five to one golden rule was one of those key things where Gottman's research suggested that the way partners responded to a bit of connection is often a strong predictor of the success and longevity of a relationship because he believed that responding to bids of connection in a positive way built trust and intimacy. And as a result, people would have more satisfying relationships as a whole. So tell us what a bid is then, Rog. What does it look like? A bid is any attempt from one partner to another for attention, affirmation, affection or any other positive connection. Bids can be verbal, like asking a question or making a comment, or they can be non-verbal, like a smile and a touch. So thinking about this recent examples in our lives, this morning you came into the kitchen and you gave me a hug from behind, which was very sweet. Uh, That would have been a bit of connection. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the other one that comes to mind really recently was we spoke this morning about you you actually raised with me the idea of a hike after school holidays finished and organising a hike and that's another bit of connection, right? A hundred percent and as I said off the top of the show, you're someone who often makes bids of connection and you'll often make verbal bids of connection because you've got... What does got, that mean? Well, you've got so many ideas and coming oh. into your head <laughs> and um, you're, you're like, Roger, what about this? Or Roger, do you think about this? Or... You know, my friend said this or do you, what do you think of my hair? So is, I, I guess I, I, for our audience to hear this in a more simple way, is it fair, do you think, to say it's sharing? Yeah, it is sharing a lot of the time. It's really, um, I guess it's reaching out. So yes. actually, do you know what we should do? We should go through maybe half a dozen actual examples of what bids are. Okay. That'll give you guys listening uh, a better understanding of what a bid is. Again, bids can vary greatly in form. 
Uh, they might be a bid for a conversation, for emotional support, a bit of humour, which is something Kim and I often do in our relationship, even when it's not funny, or even a bid for help with something. I love that. I just think about how many times a day we bid for connection. Even now when I reflect on the stressful times, even in an argument, you can have a bit of connection, right? Yeah, in fact, well, especially in an argument. Well, well, often they can be because some person might be just be reaching out as a bit of connection. The other person is like, oh, you're, you know, oh, there's a problem. So they don't realise that person wants attention or they're fishing for a compliment or they're, they're doing something like that. I mean... But even in the heat of an argument, when one like, for example, you will often bring humour into the argument, that's a bit of connection. Yeah, it's more like uh, it could be an olive branch or sometimes it's a a, flo- a life raft or like, please help me. <laughs> save, save yourself. <laughs> We're going down. <laughs> okay, all so right. Um, all right, so I'll go through a few and then Kim will go through examples of what bids are and hopefully you can see how these happen in your relationship and then we'll move on to some of the best ways to... Uh, approach those bits of connection and maybe some uh, pitfalls and ways not to approach those. So one which often happens maybe at the start of the day or the end of the day is sharing stories about the day. Is it sharing a story about what you're going to get up to that day or is it coming home after a hard day at work and reaching out to your partner and telling them a story about what happened or your partner telling you something because they haven't seen you all day that happened to them in their day and going, hey, this really bummed me out today or oh, you wouldn't believe what happened. You know, whatever the story is, regardless of what type of story is, we're actually making a bit of connection here because in the end we want to be heard, we want to be understood, we want to be valued and we want to be noticed and supported. Do you know, this one's a really big one from our past. I think when I think back to when we were younger and you never wanted to share about your workday. You used to actually say that to me. I would ask how your workday was and you'd say, I don't want to talk about work. Yeah, I was someone to very much compartmentalise, especially early in my career. I was like, work was work when I got home. Why would I ever want to talk about work? And that's obviously very different to as I, I um, moved on in my career. But I guess the point you're making was that for me, I thought I was bringing baggage home. Yes. And that by you asking, I was like, why is she asking? Why would she want me to talk about work? But really what you're doing is I haven't seen you all day. I want to make... I'm making a bid of connection. I want to connect and here's, here's a bid. That, and so that's where the terminology comes from. I want to connect with you. So I'm reaching out for a moment of connection with you. And of course, I didn't realise. So I'm sitting there thinking something like, why would I want to talk about that? Or why are you trying to drudge up the day? Or is there something you want to know about what I do? Like, yes, I worked hard today. You know, all these maybe negative feelings or thoughts as opposed to the fact that you just wanted to connect with me. Isn't that interesting when we just bring that different lens in, how diff- like how much we can see, there's so much going on behind the scenes for both of us and the false assumptions that we're making because, because back then we didn't have the understanding really or the language even around, like I couldn't have said to you, I'm just making a bit of connection here or, or trying to connect with you that probably wasn't as available to me and you weren't able to say to me, I'm trying to – it feels like when you say these things to me, A, B and C, and we you know, f- try and find a path forward. Once you understand this idea of someone making a bid for connection and the importance for the response, it all seems to make a lot more sense. 
Oh, 100%. That's the awareness of the situation we're yes. talking about. So yes. once you've got an awareness that this is a bid and you can actually stop and think, well, actually, no, I don't want to talk about my day at work, but maybe I should be and want to give my partner some time and give them a connect. And, like, that's pretty special to have someone in your life who, when they haven't seen you, wants to connect with you. That's an interesting one. I know I'm going on about this point, but that's really interesting because I do think the coming home from work is probably an issue for a lot more people than we realise. If you didn't want to talk about your day because you'd had a tough day, you could always respond with your own bid of, of connection that yeah. looked different, couldn't you? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, hey, my, my day was a bit, you know, bit of a, a mind boom. Tell me about your day. I really want to hear about it. That'll take my mind off the stress I'm under at work. Or yeah, something beautiful. Like that. So whatever a mind boom is. Um, <laughs> I was trying not to use swears on the podcast. A little I, boom boom. A little boom boom. Oh, that's even worse. Okay. So, uh, okay. Another one is grasping for attention. And this could be like, uh, I find this in the car or you just something random will come up. It's like, oh, did you know this band was blah, blah, blah? Or <laughs> I had this CD or, oh, oh, I hate the colour of that fence across the road or something like that. And, you know, it'll just be sort of like, there's no real reason or rhyme or even that much interest in the topic, but it's a, hey, I want to talk. I want to connect. I need your, I want your input at this moment in time. This is definitely one that I throw out there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I am an outward processor that I expect you to process with me. Yeah. Yeah. And this really should be uh, like, in all honesty, this is a gimme to the person who who is getting the response like, yeah, you might want to talk about your day, but yeah, maybe talk about the funny looking dog across the road <laughs> or like, you know, why they why they painted their fence that way or how much, I can't believe it's 6.50 for a coffee now, you know. So it's those little things where they can be inane and mundane, but they're actually a real good opportunity for you to connect with your partner. Love that. All right, and another one is sharing accomplishments. You know, I think Kim and I definitely are at a stage now where we're always like, celebrate the wins. But when you get home and you do something or if you're together, brag. Like, you know, if someone says, oh, you know, and maybe they're fishing for a compliment, look at what I did. You know, oh, oh you, you sh I smashed out this email <laughs> or I did such a good job at work today. Or, babe, did you see the treehouse I built, the little one? You know, that if you if you respond to that and write, oh my god, amazing, well done, or wow, that must have been so much hard work, or I really saw the work you put in, that's responding to uh, positively to a bit of connection. If you if you just sit there and go, yeah, so what? Oh, gee, I do, you don't think I work hard all day and things like that can be more of a negative response when really the person's just trying to connect with you. It's such an interesting one because I think it's quite a gendered one. M my experience. Uh, is that men will often want to share an accomplishment with their partner. That's all we got, babe. That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very, very common one. And, and it can be a little tricky because women feel like, well, I'm doing so much, as you said. I'm doing so much myself. I don't share everything with you. But it's again coming back to remembering the lens of the bit of connection Yes, you're both approaching it differently, but it's important for the person who's made the bid that you do connect with them in that moment. Whether you feel like you want to do it yourself and make a bit of connection on everything you do or not is up to you. But that partner that's come forward and said, like you did, oh, look, I've trimmed out the cubby house, 
you wanted me to come and have a look and see that you had trimmed the cover yeah, glass yeah. And, and tell you what and, a and great you'd, job you'd done. You, you'd actually spent that time where I was actually putting trim on our daughter's cubby house we're building over the summer. Uh, you'd spent that time doing work, doing washing, doing all this stuff. And, you know, it's not like in my head I'm going, look at all the work I'm doing. Like, you know, I'm the best guy in the world. Actually, that's exactly what I was thinking. But... <laughs> It, it, you're right, because when we're talking about invisible work and um, division of labour in the household, uh, there is a bit of a, I guess it's uh, not a meme, uh, but it is it is a bit of a funny thing where a guy might um, do the dishes once or hang the washing out once and he walks around like the emperor, you know, swaggering yeah, about. Funny, not so funny. Not, not but so yes. funny. But, um, <laughs> but the point is, like, if you are sharing an accomplishment, uh, you know, maybe just try zone into that moment in time and yes. be in the moment. Yes. And then, you know, really appreciate that that person actually just wants response. And that's right. Women, you do a heap of work, <laughs> way more than us guys. And guys do need a bit of a, a pat on the back every now and then. It is a lovely connection point. When I came out and looked at the cubby, you had a huge grin on your face and it was a lovely moment. I smiled at you and we connected as partners and as parents. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, There's that lovely yeah. connection around being parents as well and being proud of what we do for our for our girls. So it was a lovely moment of connection, really. Yeah, and the funny thing is Gottman says you should use this with your children as well, not just your partner. So if your kid comes up to you and goes, Oh, you know, Daddy, look at the drawing I've done or, you know, there's a you know someone at school who stole my lunch or did that and the other, they might always not want to, um, you know, you to fix it or they, they're not maybe – they're really just trying to connect with you. And I think that's the main thing we're trying to get across here is so many things, it's not the actual subject matter that matters in the moment, yes. even if the subject is important to talk about. It's that initial bid of connection. Yes. All right, a few more examples for people – Sending a post or a link. This is a great one and I know a lot of couples do this and, you know, there's a few memes out there sort of making fun about how husbands and wives just sit on different ends of the couch sending each other memes <laughs> these days. Sending each other memes about sending each other memes. And then send each other the same meme because they're so connected. <laughs> <laughs> but it is one of those moments when you send someone a, a, a post or a link it, it says, I, I saw you and I, I saw this, sorry, and I thought of you. And it's nice to be thought of. That is a moment for connection. Oh, that's so sweet. They thought of me. They get me. They see what makes me laugh. They see what's what's important to me or something that I would find it, you, interesting. And, and that does connect with someone. And when you return that as well, again, you've got that opportunity, and we'll talk about responses in a minute, to to reciprocate that bit of connection. It's a, it's a lovely moment where you spark potentially a little conversation or a little to and fro in the relationship. Well, I love what you said there. It's like this is like it's about sort of – it will often be about something that's happened in the last few days or this is so something you would do. So a lot <laughs> of the time it's like sharing like – or this is so me, and it's like yeah, you both have a laugh, so it's a bit of humour. But it's like I noticed this about you. Mm. You know, I, I want you to know that I noticed about you, and I find this funny, even though it's one of your weird things, I find it really <laughs> funny. Or just about the person. Or just about the, the person. <laughs> doesn't have to be one of their weird things. We're all weird. Uh, yeah, amen. Okay, uh, another one. Aiming uh, for a hug or some sort of physical affection. So obviously I mentioned that hug that you came in this morning uh, and gave me from behind and it was it was an attempt for you to have physical contact. You wanted to cuddle back. You wanted to be touched and be cuddled and we, you'd gotten up very early for our girl this morning, 4.45, 
and you wanted a cuddle. You wanted to connect as I woke up because you very kindly left me sleeping. Uh, and it is a lovely way for someone to say, I want to feel connected to you physically. So that's an important bit of bit of connection, bid for physical affection really. And the last example would be talking about a common interest. And this is really when I said before sending a post or link, this is the in real life version of this. So when you might, for example, Rog and I both ski. So if someone comes along that's done something crazy in the ski world or there's a new Warren Miller film out or something that's relevant to the ski world, we will share it with each other. And that is most certainly a bit of connection because it interests both of us. We both enjoy the conversation. We find it stimulating. And uh, it also says to that person, I, I found this interesting and thought that you would find it interesting. I'm thinking about you when I'm even getting interested myself. I could have just enjoyed it on my own, but I'm, I really want you to have the enjoyment out of it as well. Yeah, I think it's really important to have common interests with your partner. It doesn't mean all your interests have to be the same. We do live super busy lives. And when you do have common interests with your partner, double down on that and, and really that is a great way to connect it's a subject matter you both know a bit about and it gets those, I guess it gets your brain working and gets your brain connecting. So I really like that one as well. Okay, so there are a heap of different type of bids as you can see and hopefully you've identified some of the ones that you make frequently with your partner or maybe the ones your partner make frequently with you and you didn't realise that perhaps they were making a bit of connection uh, or at the time you might have, but you, oh, I was too busy or I had the kids hanging off me or I wasn't in the right headspace. But, you know, being really aware that, hey, like they are just reaching out, they are just trying to connect with you and it's really special having someone in your life who wants to actually connect to you. But what is actually most important is actually how we respond to those bids. And what I love about Gottman is he does really try to simplify things. And so we're going to even try to simplify this further. And what we have here is three primary ways that people can respond to a bit of connection. And that's turning towards, turning away, or turning against. If your partner has made a bit of connection with you, the most positive and best thing you can do is turn towards them. And often that, and we mean it, you can physically turn towards them but oh, I love that. what you need to do is actually mentally and emotionally turn towards your partner. So, for example, one of the first examples we got was your partner. If your partner comes in and says, how was your day? They're making a bid to connect after they haven't seen you all day. And if you say, oh, babe, it was, it was actually a real tough one. And, you know, something happened at work. I'm really struggling. Um you know, I'm, I don't really want to talk about it right now, but I want to talk about it later. Thank you so much for asking and give them a kiss. That's turning towards them. Or you can actually talk more about, oh, actually my boss was on my case because someone lost the Penske file. And she's <laughs> like, oh, no, the Penske file. And it's like, yeah, that, that's right. That's the, that's the best type of file. And you don't want to lose it. So it was a really tough day at work. And so, you know, whether you build on that conversation or you just in that moment acknowledge that your partner has reached out to you at the end of the day and they actually do care about what's going on in your life at work, not not the fact that they've been doing all this other stuff at home or in their own jobs. That's turning towards someone. I, I just want to touch on the physical bit. You said you can actually physically turn towards them. And I think that's a great way, if you're not used to this habit, to begin it. Because yeah. it cues your brain 
just to refocus, what we're looking at, we're going to be focusing more on, right? Our eyes are so important. It's feeding messages to our brain. So turn physically towards the person, especially if you're not practised in this, and just start paying attention to what they're saying and how you could respond to engage them. A hundred percent. And if you're if you're walking in down the corridor and you've got your jacket and stuff, just say, no, oh, sweet, I'd love to tell you. I'll be there in a minute. Hang up your jacket and your laptop and your coat and go meet them in the kitchen or go meet them in the lounge room or, you know, start pouring a glass of wine and say, let's sit down at the table. That's turning towards. Yes. But I love, your, I love your idea. Actually physically turn towards them and you mentally will automatically start to do it as well. Absolutely. Another option, so turning towards obviously the, the best way we person we can possibly respond to a bit of affection. Uh, one of the ways that will not be successful is when we turn away from our partner. So this is really done in a way that can leave people feeling really neglected. It's when you barely engage them. So you, if at all, if at all. Some people will completely ignore a partner as if they haven't heard them, which is a really hurtful way of turning away. But to be fair... A minimal engagement can be just as hurtful. It feels like the person doesn't care about your bid for connection. And it can look like barely looking up from your phone or a nod without any real engagement. A grunt. <coughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually the guys. It, it, it creates feelings of re- re- rejection and it reduces emotional intimacy. You do not feel connected to that person and emotionally intimate with them when that person isn't engaging you. They aren't physically or mentally or emotionally connecting with you in that moment. It can also leave a person or a partner feeling really undervalued, like they're not worthwhile of your time, which is a really sad place for your partner, to, a really sad way for your partner to feel given that they should be your number one person. They are your number one person. And if, if we repeat this behaviour, if we consistently turn away, it affects the relationship in a detrimental way. It will weaken and it will damage the relationship long term. Yeah, and you, you might think that you're doing no damage by, you're not being negative. You just maybe oh, I'm too busy. I've got my head in something else. I'm focused on my work. I'm, I'm, scroll, I'm doom scrolling or I'm work, looking at my emails. But Really, the best way to look at it is if you're not turning towards your partner, you are actually turning away from them. Yes, good rule. Love that. And the last option, uh, the last way, I guess, is actually turning against. This is a really important one to discuss. When we say turning against, it means that you respond with some sort of irritation or frustration that you're being engaged. So, for example, your partner comes to you and says, oh, I can't decide whether to go with blinds or curtains for this space and you think, I don't care, and you say something like, why can't you make your own decisions? It's a, it's a hurtful response. It, it immediately raises the sense of hostility in the relationship and it can cause conflict. It often causes conflict because not only is the partner feeling rejected but you've come at them with some hostility. So that raises their sense of stress and anxiety in the situation as well. This particular type of response to a bit of affection can also really lead to a sense of resentment in the, in the partnership as if that person doesn't get me, we are no longer on the same page and that can often erode trust in the longer term. If, if I don't feel connected to that person and, and even worse, I feel like they don't know me, I don't trust that person 
we're no longer a team. We're no longer a unit working together. So the longer this would go on, the more toxic it can become to a relationship. Oh, yeah. And you can see how this works when you actually notice that these are bits of connection. Okay, so I'm turning towards you. I want to connect. I'm turning away from you. I can't be bothered. I'm turning against you. Like, how dare you connect with me? What are you trying to do? And you can see the impact that would have on the other person. So, of course, one of the reasons we want to do this and and try always to turn towards our partner is because over time this really builds up a really strong culture in the relationship. You recognise what your partner's trying to do, that they are trying to connect with you and you start to respond more positively to each other's bids. And so you find that you actually have a better communication ongoing. So when conflicts do arise you find that right in that moment, you're like, well, actually, I know that um, I often respond positively to my partner's bid and they respond positively to me. That's the way we normally talk. That's the way we normally communicate. So when conflict arises, we're able to navigate it a bit more effectively um, because we've got more empathy for our partner. We've we understand that they're often trying to connect at several times throughout the day with us. And in our busy lives, when there's so much going on, when all the noise from the kids, pressure on household costs, having someone in your life that's constantly trying to connect with you and say, you're not alone, I'm here for you, I want to be with you, is it can give you some real solace and make you feel, feel really good. So remember, try physically turn towards your partner and you'll fight when they're making a bit of connection and you'll find that it will have a lot of gains in your relationship. Awesome. So, Kim, what was your gold nugget from today's podcast? I think understanding bids and bringing your awareness to how many – it's really actually opened my mind to how many bids we make with each other in a day. I am so looking forward to actually – because I obviously had heard of the concept of bids of connection, but I hadn't really delved into it until we – you brought it to the table to talk about on the podcast and it it really blew my mind getting into the detail of it how how much we bid for connection throughout the day and how often we miss an opportunity for connection and on the flip side obviously for us how successful we've been as a couple when we have upped our bit of connection game uh, 100% agree with that uh, mine is that yeah many of you might not be turning a- against your partner's bids of connection but how many are you turning towards maybe you're actually turning away because the really the best way to think about it is if you're not turning towards your partner's bit of affection you're effectively turning away from it you're amazing you've just spent quality time on your relationship feel like you're on a roll if you want more Living the Team Life relationship insights and conversations, head over to kimandrodge.com where you can find all the show notes as well as tons of other relationship goodies. And if you liked today's episode, please hit subscribe or let another couple know where they can find us. It'll make them happy and it'll make us really happy. Until next time, keep on living the team life.